Scotland. Big, beautiful, and haunted? Today we're going to be talking about some of Scotland's most creepy, spooky, mysterious cases and asking the question, just what's wrong with Scotland? Hello and welcome to the Hoke Poke Pod, the show where we explore the strange and unusual. Really? We're just two idiots poking things we don't understand. So join us as we dare to ask the questions that nobody wants answered, such as... Can you get rid of a ghost by making a sculpture of them? Is it illegal to get swept away at sea? Is learning to play the bagpipes a trap? Sit tight and... You want to know more? <laughs> I guess you'll have to wait to find out. <laughs> I loved it. I had to write it down to remember. Okay. And worth it. Glad you did. Okay. So we've got a few cases today. I've got a couple of cases from Edinburgh. Yeah. Which is a place I've never been to, but now I really want to go because (laughs) these are cooked. (laughs) (laughs) These are insane. And you've got a pretty funky one as well. Maybe people have heard these. Water-based. Mm. I guess the water-based mysteries. Water-based activities. I've got some cave dwellings. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some coffins. I've got uh, some tunnels. Really yeah. everything you could want yeah. from Scotland. There was a lot to pick from. There's, yeah. like, there's severed limbs. There's more mysterious tunnels. Yep, there's shipwrecks. There's so many mysteries. A lot of murders. A lot of murders. And I think Scotland is just sort of, I don't know what it is about the place, but it it sort of is a breeding ground of fun cases. It's an enigma. That's what I saw. It is an enigma. (laughs) One of my papers. (laughs) Yeah, so we're kind of just looking at Scottish folklore, I guess. Yes. Cases. I don't know how you want to put that. And that brings me to, would you like to find out about the fairy coffins of 1836? I would love to find out about the fairy coffins of 1836. I thoroughly enjoyed learning about this. This is crazy. I will repeat later, but you can go see them in a museum in Edinburgh. Damn. I've been. I didn't see them. There you go. You'll have to go back. (laughs) Okay. So the story goes, in 1836, a group of young boys were out hunting rabbits around Arthur's seat in Edinburgh. Yeah when they came across a secluded cave and noticed something hidden inside. When they entered the cave, they found 17 miniature coffins covered in slate and inside the coffins each had a tiny wooden figure wearing a set of handmade clothes. But the boys weren't to know, yes, the boys weren't to know what was in the coffins yet because they didn't know what they were, that they were precious artifacts. Oh, no. To be precious artifacts. Started throwing them around like some kind of cave dodgeball <laughs> game and, like, broke nine of them. Fuck, these are teen boys, right? Yeah. No, right. You can't volume them. So, because the coffins were small enough to fit in your hand. Oh, wait, so how big? I was imagining, yeah. like, I don't know, like a metre and a half. But oh, how, they're how tiny. big were these things? They're tiny. Yep, small enough to fit in your hand. So... Kind of how they look was they were handmade. They were like from, and each one was made from one piece of wood. So someone's put time and effort into making these tiny right, little coffins. Right, yeah, like carved out. I think that's why they were called fairy coffins because it was like small enough to fit like a fairy, I suppose. Oh, that's the legend. Yeah, yeah. So, they so not like children's. I was imagining children's no, coffins. Yeah, me okay. too. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yes, no, very small. Um, so they were painted pink or red with the inside of one being lined with paper, which dates back to a period after 1780. 
Whoa. So that was okay. a long time before. Yeah. The dolls inside are thought to have been made from a pre-made set of toy soldiers, but some of them had had their arms cut off to fit in the box. <laughs> so, Fuck. Okay. That's not even the weirdest part. I found this the weirdest part. Mm. Is that some of the coffins were rotten and decayed because they were in tears. Yeah. So I think some of the ones at the bottom were mm-hmm. rotten and decayed, right? They've been there for a long time. And as were the like toy mummies, I suppose, inside. But the tear on top was clean and fresh as if it had only been entombed like a few days prior. So when how long this timeline was of someone putting coffins in a cave? We will never know. Wait, so wait, when did you say this was originally? Like when did this boys discover this? 1836. So you've got like a solid like what, 60-year gap. Must be. Between when they're dating that paper. Yeah. To when the coffins were found. I mean, I guess the paper could have been like old paper, but still that's very old paper. It's Yeah, it's for someone and handcrafted to go in there. and it's a with a huge amount of effort. And the dolls in handmade clothes. Like and some of them had – we're wearing different clothing, different faces, like almost like people. Ooh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so yeah, if you want to go check them out, there's eight surviving ones and that's oh, at the National Museum in That's Denver. so cool. Yeah. So with these fairy coffins, they've been found. The boys have – the boys thought nothing Tossed of it. Tossed them around. Tossed them around, broke a few, thought nothing of it. They told their teacher, who happened to be an archaeologist <laughs> – Okay. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So they went to school and was like, oh, sir, we found a bunch of like rotted <laughs> coffins in a cave and we threw them around at each other. <laughs> Women. I don't know. <laughs> Again, no, that's a pitch perfect teen boy. <laughs> and the teacher was like, oh, hang on. So he actually retrieved a few and opened them up like at home and was like, well, yeah, so the, I don't think the boys had actually opened them. He was the first right. person. Right, I guess they were just tossing them yeah. around, didn't necessarily know yeah. that they opened. Can you imagine that? Going home, just like with a glass of wine, and you just open this coffin and there's like a weird <laughs> doll in there enshrined. Oh. Ah. So there's a few theories around this. Mm-hmm. So one of them, I will actually touch on a subject that we have covered in a Ooh, previous episode, a yeah, yeah. serial killer episode. Mm. One of the theories were was that it was the murder dolls of Burke and Hare. So, because there were murder dolls, murder murder dolls. Because how many murders were they? Were there that they committed? Oh yeah, there were like 17. 17. 17. Right. So there were seventeen <gasps> coffins. Yeah, oh, and I guess the timeline timeline matching up was very similar. So that's one of the biggest theories, and that this was kind of mimicking their burial. Okay, wait, no, hold on. Can we just? Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you said they're the murder dolls of Birkin Hare, as if I'm supposed to just know what a murder doll is. <laughs> Can you elaborate? What's a murder doll? I think it's it's like the idea that a serial killer makes a doll based on, like, you know, the guy in the cave that was making the tallies. It's like they keep track of who they've killed. By making a teeny tiny little doll It's a representation. In a I don't know. They're weird, Erica. <laughs> That's way more upsetting than just killing people. <laughs> That's way more upsetting. Wow, you heard it here first. It's not the murders that are sad. I it's the little dolls. That. It's the little dolls. What a freak. I think it's meant to like mimic the burials that they never had. It's Jesus Christ. Interesting because they were like, they were they sold, were killed, right? Yeah, they, they sold them to. Um, yeah. Yeah, to yeah. get autopsied. So that's why. So I think it's like a Christian burial kind of thing, but also these serial killers are weird. Um, 
sense. Anyway, yes, so timeline-wise, the coffins were found only eight years after the murderers Burke and Hare were caught following the discovery Hmm. of their final victim. Okay, interesting. Um, So, yeah, it was linked to the murders during their 10-month killing spree. That's yeah. a, that's a short or long amount of time. I don't really know. But <laughs> to you, kill seventeen people, I think that's pretty short. Yeah, pretty speedy. Yeah, it's like two a month, more or less. Two a month. <laughs> yeah. If you want to hear more, you can check out that episode. Yeah, go. It's a good one. Erica does a great job at that one. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, but this was kind of debunked. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. You can't do that. See the twists and turns Stop. that we're taking. You're like Erica. I'm telling you this. Believe it. Believe it. Do you believe it? You believe it? Yeah, great. Yeah, you fucking idiot. <laughs> okay, tell me how it's the uh, in, in 2005, DNA testing was carried out with a sample from Burke's skeleton. Which they have at the museum. Which, yep, they have. Um, It didn't match. So. Okay. I guess it's not. Substantiate, a, but, but mm. I mean, just because just because the DNA they pulled wasn't his, mm. like, doesn't maybe Burke's girlfriend was making the dolls? They hired someone. They hired a doll, a maker. doll maker. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you don't need to, you don't need to say, "Hey, this is murder dolls." You can be like, "Hey, I need seventeen dolls that look like X, Y, Z for my seventeen <laughs> nieces and nephews." Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not suspicious at all. <laughs> But to a struggling um, doll maker in Edinburgh, yep. where there's a lot of murders, you don't Very ask thankful. questions. You don't ask questions. If 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 you if you're a struggling doll maker in Edinburgh <laughs> in the mid 1900s, and someone comes up to you and says, "I'm going to commission over the course of ten months seventeen handcrafted dolls," and then also seventeen people kind of go missing, like. Yeah. Do you know what? I I wouldn't ask questions. Maybe he ended up one of the victims, or he was just paid off not to say anything. No, these were freaky times, Erica. This brings me to uh, witchcraft was another theory. theory. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the first thing I loved to. Yeah, it was a belief that the dolls were used in rituals and ceremonies kind of rumoured for like death spells. I don't really know what a death spell would yeah, entail. Yeah, like a voodoo doll type Yeah, thing. something like that. Although the dolls were actually like properly encased in them and I read somewhere that voodoo dolls are normally like they're dishevelled and like because they've been used True. Mm. for like dangerous magic. But it is also good to note that Arthur's seat is actually the site of an ancient volcano. So the yes. theory around that is that it's long drawn tales of witches casting spells on the volcanic hill. Oh, okay, fun. I d- I don't know if you know know this, but Edinburgh's history includes an estimated three hundred people were sentenced for witchcraft, with more burned there in the sixteenth century than anywhere else in Scotland. I didn't know that, but I mean, there it is go. it is like the capital, so I assume sort of got a larger population that, that does make sense that there'd be more witch burnings there but i mean i, didn't, apex I didn't know it had a huge history of witch burnings so there you go yeah i didn't know that either but uh yeah so it's connected to the the hill of the ancient mm. volcano so that's one other theory we've got two yeah. the other belief was that it was maybe a tribute to lost sailors Oh, so, wow. yeah, which is also connected to sea shipwrecks. Yeah. Um, there's said to be some traditions surrounding this theory where sailors would ask their wives to bury small effigies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like a sculpture or model 
of a person. Yeah. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> I had to look it up. Um, if they failed to return and were lost at sea, that was like a way to give them a proper Christian burial. Oh, I, I kind of like that. Yeah. So it could be seen as like a symbolic, um, giving a symbolic dignity to the victim's I mean, in general, if they were murdered or otherwise fatally killed under atrocious circumstances. Oh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Atrocious circumstances. Damn, that's not how you want to die. It has to be bad to become a doll, I think. Atrocious (laughs) circumstances. I'm so sorry to report your loved one has died. Oh, my God, how? It was atrocious. You don't want to know. Atrocious. (laughs) Do you have a doll? You're going to need it. (laughs) <laughs> that's such an intense word to describe a death atrocious you're welcome it's yeah expanding your vocabulary for scary words yeah it, it gives them a form of burial to set their spirits at rest so mm. that's kind of where our question comes in okay. that can you get rid of a ghost by making a sculpture of them like I mean, I, I think yes. <laughs> Surprisingly, is my answer. Like, Would that help them? I think. I think so. It obviously, it depends why the ghost is sticking around. But like the idea that a, bo- a Betty, be- a Betty, a, bo- a body, <laughs> a Betty, <laughs> the idea that a body that's not laying to rest is cursed to wander the earth as a vengeful spirit. Mm. That's like one hundred and one ghosting. So. <laughs> The answer to that is you give them a proper burial. Yeah. And if that's in the form of a little doll in a box in yep. a volcano, yep. I love that. I yep. actually kind of like that. I think that that's kind of transformed those little fairy coffins from being spooky to actually really sweet. Really sweet, except that they're like in a weird cave yeah. on a volcanic hill. And unmarked and unnamed and like stacked up. Yeah. And there's almost like a really bad shipwreck and 17 sailors died. And, and yeah, it was someone just, just like someone's attempt to resolve that. I don't know. Some poor wife, because they're apparently the only people who can do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was married to all 17 of them? <laughs> apparently. I don't know. He said, <laughs> it just said that they asked their wives to do it. So well, I'm I guess just that's someone at home. Like, I guess it could be their mom or someone. So 17 wives came together and made 17 <laughs> coffins from the doll maker down the road. <laughs> it's a good year for the doll maker, I must, I must say. Um, business is booming. Business is booming. But, okay, speaking of uh, burials at sea. Mm, yes. Um, I'm going to take you now to a little island off the coast of Scotland. Oh. Um, and we're going to jump ahead to 1900, <laughs> the turn of the century. 1900? <laughs> yeah. Also known as 19. Ooh. 19. Ooh. The spooky. <laughs> um, I'm going to take you to the flannel, flannel Island mystery. Mm-hmm. So in 1900, there's a little yeah. lighthouse on Fun Island, and there's like a little mm. coast of Scotland yeah. that sort of you can typically see the lighthouse's light. Yeah. From that coast. And there's another lighthouse keeper there. And, you know, they kind of check in on each other's lights. Yeah. And this lighthouse keeper notices that the light's not on. Yeah. And, you know, okay, it's a bit foggy. Maybe they just can't see it. It's a particularly foggy night. Another night passes, no light. Yeah. another and another and another. Eight days pass and there's still no light coming from Flannan Island. Mm. So. Something's happened. Yeah, a report. We've got to go check on our 
lighthouse keepers. Yeah. Coincidentally, though, the relief lighthouse keeper was in a boat heading mm. to Flannan Isle to, to relieve one of the lighthouse keepers. Mm. Now, how this process works is they would have three lighthouse keepers stationed on the lighthouse at once. Oh, And okay. then they would rotate, like, one at a time out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a lot of really strict rules about being a lighthouse keeper because mm-hmm. it's a very important job, uh, not just for the ship's safety, but for your safety. Yeah. Anyway, so this lighthouse relief guy, he gets to the island and no one's there to greet him at the dock. Mm-hmm. The little box which they keep the supplies in is not filled up. The flag's not up. The light is not on. Yeah. So he goes and investigates. Mm. And he finds that the clocks have not been wound and everything's, like, set up really nicely, mm-hmm. like, packed away. Um, but there's mm. no sign of the lighthouse keeper. Wait, so everything's been packed up like they were ready to leave? Well, no, just like like for the night. Like oh, the I dishes see. for dinner have all been done and put right. away. Um, except, except two of the like the mm. coats, the winter coats, I guess, are missing. Right. But so one like, is remaining. So one person potentially has gone out, but there should still be two there. Well, two two people potentially went out because there's two coats missing oh, from like the rack. And there's one there. And there's one coat remaining. So where's what, yeah, that's weird. So he, he investigates the rest of the lighthouse and there's no sign of anyone. Hmm. The logbook stops the night before, oh. about a week earlier. Oh, my God. And it's all reported as normal, except there are reports of really strong weather. Oh, okay. Then so this lighthouse keeper, he keeps investigating and he finds that this sort of corner of the island where there's this big sort of steel hmm. fence, I guess, put up and there's this like cache of supplies Mm. is missing and the iron fence is crushed oh as if by something really heavy and also a huge boulder has been like moved wow okay and so it seems like likely that this is the sort of result of extreme extreme stormy weather yeah yeah sounds but Mm. so the little coast which can see Mm. the lighthouse they go back to this day of the last logbook yeah and when this light stopped blinking on mm. and there was no storm reported. That's odd. Clear sky. So how did these three people lift an entire boulder? <laughs> and their bodies are never found. No more evidence ever recovered. Was it possible that they swam? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, some of the theories are maybe they like they planned for a boat to come pick them up. Mm. Um, like the main theory is that yes, there was this like freak storm, mm. like locate, like you know, in this one location. But if there was a freak storm, why did two of them go out in the storm? Yeah, and why did one, if one of them did go out in the storm, why didn't he have his coat on? Yeah, it was okay. Also, this was um, mm. Christmas, so in Scotland, so yeah. freezing cold. Yeah, island. so you wouldn't go outside without. You your wouldn't coat. go outside, and yeah. also the lighthouse keeper policy is that there always has to be one mm. lighthouse keeper in the lighthouse, no yep. matter what. Yeah, right. Wow. And to this day, no one knows what happened to these three lighthouse keepers. Oh my God. Also, a lot of reports are heard from mm-hmm. this island. It still was operational for a long time. Mm. That they could hear distant cries oh, and no. shouts for help on oh, the no. winds. Oh, on the wind. On the wind. Well, I don't know how you can do a wind rescue. I don't, I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> oh, man, what do you think happened? Well, I mean, it, it does seem like the most obvious answer is there was a storm and they got swept away. Mm. 
But it's super weird that there was no record of the storm. And obviously, like, yeah. lighthouse keepers keep very good record of the weather. Yeah. For shipwrecks and stuff, but. And everything else was in place in the house. Yeah. So, like, why would all this stuff be thrown around outside and but the dishes have been nicely stacked and, like, Yeah, like, there done. was no sign that there was a rush to leave or that they yeah. sort of were panicked or anything like that. Mm. The log it closes off the night before they presume they were yeah. missing. Um, but there's just no, they don't know what's happening. Interesting. But there was a box of stuff that went missing. Yes. So their cache of supplies was missing along with some of the ropes that like hooked it to the cliffside. Mm. And that fence was like completely caved in. See that? Yeah, that part's really odd. Yeah. Is there, maybe it was like a big sea squid or something. That is also some people's theories that it was a giant, like, sea monster. Hey! They came and, like, got them. Some people yeah. think it was, like, some people think they were murdered by one of the lighthouse keepers. <gasps> like, there was oh. a big fight and a tussle on the cliff face, and then <gasps> they all got sort of dashed over the side, like, Moriarty and Sherlock. Like, But was there's that, not really anything to substantiate that. Was that lighthouse keeper the Hulk or something? Because how did that boulder move? <laughs> Right, the boulder. I mean, and the boulder kind of indicates that it has to have been insane waves. Yeah. But then why, like, why would they break policy? Hmm. Like, the policy's there for a reason because if the lighthouse goes out, ships crash. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's just, the policy isn't just, like, avoid, you know, yeah. leaving the lighthouse. It's like it doesn't matter what happened. Someone has to man the lighthouse. Yeah, I don't care if you're having a heart attack. You have to yeah, stay. someone's got to stay. One person's got to stay. Far out. That's but, a that's a no. big mystery. Yeah, and it's unsolved to this day. I do like the idea that they were just having a big fight out I mean, on, on a random big, cliff face. I mean, my perception of, like, lighthouse keepers is, like, big burly men with, like, <laughs> you know, repressed issues and, like, half crazy, I'd be the sea. <laughs> that's almost as good. No, better than my impression of teenage boys <laughs> in the 1800s. Yeah, we got <laughs> Yeah, we've got this. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Between the two of us, you basically come up with an entire, like, old men, teen men. Yeah. Done. Well, speaking of young boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm yep. now going to take you back to Edinburgh mm-hmm. for another spooky, spooky story. story. I don't have a date for this one, so I can't add something. date. <laughs> It's a few centuries ago. (laughs) (laughs) So this uh, story, and I really love this headline, is that Edinburgh Castle is allegedly haunted by a child bagpiper who was buried alive in tunnels beneath it. (laughs) A lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack there, right? So I'll set the scene for you. A few centuries ago, mysterious tunnels were discovered under Edinburgh Castle. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been there. I have not. Yes, beautiful. But I don't know if they told you about the tunnels. But the castle was actually built like over um, over 900 years ago. It was built in 1103 AD. How do you say that? 1103 1103. AD. 1103. That sounds right. Somewhere. Somewhere. Some. <laughs> 900 years ago. All right, <laughs> moving on. Somewhere, somewhere. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow. Um, these mysterious tunnels that were built for some reason. No one actually knew. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I just love how much I'm entertaining you right now. Um, no one actually knew where they led to. Wait, what? Just go in it. We're getting to that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
And so it was theorized that the tunnels would lead to a um, palace called Holy Holyrood Palace. So it's about 1.7 kilometers or just over a oh, mile. No, I have heard away. about this. Yeah. Yeah, from the castle. Yeah. And it's like a pretty straight shot, too. Yeah. So the tunnels that were discovered were very small, but they were large enough to like fit a child or a young and boy. And his bagpipes. His bagpipes. <laughs> yep, exactly. They had a bright idea um, to send a. P- this poor boy down Wait, in his this kilt. Was, this was their, like, attempt to figure out where the tunnel went? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They sent this boy down with his bagpipes by himself down to the dark tunnels to investigate and follow where the tunnels led. So they, they got him to bring his bagpipes so he would play <laughs> as he was walking so those above ground could oh map where he was by listening to the bagpipes. Okay, I'm actually, I thought this was stupid. I've spun around. I actually love this plan. Oh, that's great. It takes a horrible turn now. <laughs> Oh, no! Um, about halfway, the music abruptly stops. Fuck, bagpipe boy. Poor bagpipe boy. So eventually, like, the search party started and someone dared to go down. Like, how scary would that be where it's like this person's disappeared? Yeah. Um, they searched and searched for him. They couldn't find him. He was missing and the bagpipes were nowhere to be seen. Wait, he wasn't, like, in the tunnel? No, nope, he wasn't there. Wait, what? And he never came out the other side. So where did he go? Wait, what? Yeah, for real. Wait. That's what happened. What? No bagpipes, no body. <gasps> Baby. <laughs> but wait. I'm sorry, I'll let you get, I'm sure you'll answer some questions. Um, well, no, that's kind of, I'll just tell you what happens next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where does the so tunnel go? after the search party was unsuccessful, so well, they, they gave up. So the boy's what? disappearance led to the closure of the tunnel access. What? So they sealed and bricked it over. <gasps> Stop it. It's not still sealed, is it? Yeah, I think it, I think it is. How do we not know where these tunnels go? Yeah, I know. So if he hadn't, if the boy hadn't found a way out by that point, oops, <laughs> don't think he made it out. Um, yeah, that's true. And the theories, the kind of ghost stories of the area say that over the centuries there are those who have heard the sound of a solitary bagpipe coming from the basement of the castle and along the Royal Mile as if it were the <gasps> lament of a lone bagpiper trying to find his way out of his prison. <gasps> no, I'm so sorry. I have so many questions. I know. Hit me. Have Go. they not done me. it? <laughs> have they not done it? Like I know they sealed it up. Have, mm. have they not unsealed it? As far as I know, no. I really couldn't find much information (gasps) on it, but it did happen. Let me go. I will go into the tunnel. Yeah. Okay. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. (gasps) Erica will go. That's crazy. Are you going to take bagpipes though? I feel like that's bad. I feel like that's like a bad curse lock. Yeah. See, that's that's where I think our other question comes into play: is learning to play the bagpipes a trick, especially in this (laughs) a couple of centuries ago, because you get tricked into doing. Into doing things. This poor kid had no idea that's what he was going to have to do. He really got the I short end of the stick. I love the idea that they find this tunnel and they're like, we need to explore it, but we don't have any way for someone to communicate with us. So let's invent the bagpipes. But we can't get someone to learn the bagpipes because they'll know what the mission is. So let's get this young boy and just sort of inception the idea that, like, he <laughs> needs to learn the bagpipes organically and then trick him into going into the tunnel. Into going into the tunnels, yep. Wow. Yep. That's such a spooky story. It actually is very spooky. But, like, get the idea of getting, like, caving and the idea of getting, like, trapped yeah. in, like, an underground cave slash tunnel is literally the worst thing I Horrible. can imagine. Yeah. Like, Horrible. fate worse than death. Well, it's just – and, like, I'm thinking about the people above ground as well which <gasps> are hearing this music and then it just stops. Oh, that's so scary. Horrible. 
horrible. What the fuck? And I don't, I didn't see anything about they came across like a pile of rubble in the tunnels or anything. Like an obvious cave in. They literally couldn't find him. (gasps) So I think they just, for like, you know, maybe curse and superstitious reasons, they just sealed it off. They were like, nah, this is. Either haunted, cursed, or like wow. Well, it's just the dangerous. amount of like people who have died in caves and mm. doing stuff like that, yeah, and then they do just leave the body in there and seal it up because like the, like the effort of trying to rescue any body, yeah, is risking more lives. So yeah. a lot, there are a lot of bodies in caves, yeah, out there just cemented over. Yeah, that's like in mountaineering too. Yeah. It's similar, just more vertical. <laughs> yeah, just, and they're not even buried. They're just like just in the snow, chilling. Oh, <laughs> oh, so sorry, that was so bad. That's why I so much. Fuck. But I mean, yes. like, yeah, I guess. Look, we can't talk about Scotland mm-hmm. myth and legend without mentioning the one and only, the one and only Nessie, <laughs> my one true love, Nessie. My yep. first foray into like cryptozoology and Ooh. supernatural stuff. I had this chalkboard poster above my bed as like a kid yeah and I had a big black and white printout of Nessie yeah on it to like lull me to sleep at night. oh I love that that this terrifying stories <laughs> no it's not just... terrifying oh tell me more it's heartwarming so Nessie Loch Ness Monster um mm-hmm. is a big monster mm. that and she lives in Lake Loch Ness Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Ness means lake. What lock? Yeah, she lives in Loch Ness. Yeah, which is a big lake in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And she was first reported in the 1930s. Mm. And ever since then, she has sparked a worldwide search for for her. Mm. She's meant to be this huge, sort of like a diplodocious mm. dinosaur-like thing. Yeah, but she lives in the lake, and she. Is really good at hiding herself, mm-hmm. and she she's real. <laughs> she's definitely not dead. <laughs> no, no, she's lived for like thousands of years. Like she's oh, immortal. That's she's like an immortal, immortal Loch Ness creature, yeah, monster. And she's friendly. Like she's never killed anyone or eaten anyone that we know of. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from seventeen that missing we know people, of. Um, but. I mean, it's it's. I think it is a really interesting case of like. I mean, you have like your Bigfoots and your Mothmen and stuff, mm. and they're kind of taken. Not, I wouldn't say that seriously. Yeah, but Loch Ness is taken so seriously. Yeah, like there have been real money funded into the search for Nessie. Mm. Like I think recently, even they did this hmm. study where they like took a whole bunch of the lake water. Yeah, and tested it for like DNA. Wow. And so they could, like, identify all the different types of creatures that live in it based on the DNA they found. Oh, yeah, of course. And if they found, like, a big unknown DNA thing, that's like, that's Nessie. big poop in the water. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And they didn't find anything. Yeah. But, like, there have been, like, untold documentaries and movies and, like, Mm. people funneling so much money into. Wow. You you can get two tours. You can go and get a boat and pay, like, a bunch of money to go and do a tour to try to spot Ness. Mm-hmm. How <laughs> likely is that? <laughs> You're going to see her. I mean, I think – I don't know. <laughs> I think, okay, I know, okay, I know, and I don't want to say it because I feel like if I say it, it manifests. Oh, like, yeah, okay, fair enough. I feel like there's there's maybe a possibility mm-hmm. that she's not out there, but I think she is. <laughs> 
You're a want to believe it, I want to look. She's in the yeah. lake. Why not have a big, nice, giant monster in the lake? Why I know. Not? Why not? Why not? I think I didn't actually really know that much about the Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. I kind of put it in the same vein as Bigfoot. Yeah, which, I mean, it is fair. Which is your favourite topic, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and it is fair. Like, like she is, I guess, in the Bigfoot category. But she's yeah. she's real. There's museums dedicated to her. There's probably a Bigfoot museum somewhere. <laughs> Did you hear that? Sorry. I could hear that. I was like, can you know? I'm so sorry. I'm sure there is a Bigfoot museum somewhere. I want to see these Loch Ness museums. I loved hearing your version of what Loch Ness means to you. And that's the thing is that it means something to you. So do these stories at the end of the day mean something to us? I don't really want to go out and say, oh, I'm going to go make some fairy coffins now. Like, oh, tiny coffins, how lovely. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know, you know, people and people love, oh, I heard the bagpipe boy. Or it's also. That's a fun one. Because, because yeah. I mean, when you're in Scotland, like the odds of you hearing a distant bagpipe are pretty high. <laughs> And they use it, they pay tribute to him, I think, every year. There's, like, a big fair, I think, in Edinburgh, and they just get a little boy to play the bagpipes by himself. It's kind of ghoulish. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I appreciate the theatrics of it, but it's a little ghoulish. Yeah. But, like, okay, I mean, here's a question. Mm. What do you think is so, what inspires all these ghost stories from Scotland? Like, what is it about Scotland? I think it's the scenery is very like mythical. It is. I think old cobblestones, yeah. mist, yeah. rolling hills, yeah, yeah. yeah. the landscape. Is. Oh my goodness! And I think and myths have been coming out of there for a really long time. So it kind of just amasses in more time. and more. And as we have discussed in past episodes, people in the eighteen hundreds were just. I, don't, I think they needed more hobbies <laughs> <laughs> than murdering. <laughs> So much murder. An underground trade. (laughs) (laughs) Far out. Yeah, beautiful landscape and lack of hobbies. Okay, done. (laughs) Damn, oh, my God, we got that. I think that's it. Like, (laughs) I really can't say I disagree. (laughs) But I I don't know. I think there's just in terms of, look, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with Scotland. No, I like Scotland. I just think. There's a lot there's a lot of stories and you start connecting the dots and that's what we've done. And you yeah. could do that with anywhere probably. With planet Earth really in general, you could be like, "Wow." Yeah, you could pick literally any location on Earth and be like, "Oh, all these different ghost stories about it." But I think the Scottish yeah. ones have a certain air of like yeah. like theatrics to them. It's the theatrics. It's that's the theatrics. true. It's that's fun. true. Like it's not just they're different too because it's not just mm. like like a lot of American legends are like someone was brutally murdered. Yes. And it's like great, and a lot of Australian Australian legends are either like people went missing, oh, and it's like yeah. yeah, because it's a big country yeah. with a lot of empty space, yeah, or they were like slaughtered out in the bush or something horrific, yeah, something really awful. But like, yeah, the Scottish ones, I feel like there's just a lot of flair for drama in there. I know. They're different. They're not like murders. They're not. They're just weird. That's what I call atrocious fatal endings. <laughs> atrocious fatal endings. <laughs> That's what's wrong with Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's wrong with this podcast. It's an atrocious ending to the podcast. (laughs) Do you have a verdict? (laughs) A verdict. So what's wrong with Scotland? Nothing. I think Scotland is perfectly safe and these legends aren't true. Oh, my God, she's winking. (laughs) That's a bad noise. Put it in. (laughs) 
I think you're just saying this because you don't want to curse yourself and you want to go and enjoy Scotland, but you also no, want to be haunted. Scotland. What's wrong with Scotland? Nothing. These myths make it better. Mm. They improve Scotland. They make it more interesting. They make it more interesting. They give it an air of spookiness. Yes. And you can never go wrong with an air of spookiness. That's my Well favorite. said, Erica. Thank you. Thank you. This has been the Hope Poke Pod. I'm Erica. And I'm Emily. We'll see you next time. You've reached the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you've heard, it would be fantastic if you could rate us or leave a review. Or better yet, show us to some of your friends. Get the word out there about this spooky little podcast. If you want to know more about us or this episode, you can visit our website, thehokepokepod.com.au. We post updates, links, episodes, and any references we've mentioned, you'll be able to find them right there. We'd like to say a huge thank you to Giamo Timble for the amazing graphics and art that he's made for the podcast, as well as our undying appreciation to Robert P. Kelly, our marvellous and ever-patient editor. We love you, Rob. And finally, if you'd like to contact us, you can send us an email at hokepokepod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Feedback, episode suggestions, whatever takes your fancy, we will be there. Thank you so much for the support and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.